we're not like those godless heathens in what mountain time or something. Oh my god, mountain time is made up. I don't think it really exists. Brian Caves, first of all, welcome back um, from your one week hiatus because of your um, dental work that you got done. I hope all feels well mm. with that. I'm good, um, yeah. That's good to hear. I want to talk a little bit about television. And we are very pro-union. Writers, uh, Actors Guild, all of that. We're 100% with them. But oh, I yeah. think with that in mind, we have to embrace the good TV that we have on now before it all goes away. So there's a show, Bryant, that uh, features someone that you love dearly dearly uh, a one danny mcbride if you folks have not watched righteous gemstones it's on max or if you have hbo because you're a dinosaur and you still have cable subscription it is fantastic it is a show where the characters are the worst humans that you could probably imagine think of um what was the show based in Chicago? What is it with? Um, oh my gosh, they're uh, shameless. Shameless, thank you, shameless. I was um, thinking, yeah, that or like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Seinfeld, even to an extent, like. But then imagine the characters have a ton of money, <laughs> and they're right. supposed, <laughs> and they're supposed to be like ultra religious. If you have not heard of it, the name itself kind of lends some help to what it's about it's a family called the gemstones and they are a mega church family and it's a danny mcbride show so if you've seen anything eastbound and down if you've seen what vice principals vice principals or really anything danny mcbride's been in <laughs> um you know that it's going to be a caricature of real life but in a real funny and since it's on max a very uh, adult way <laughs> let's put it At that times. way so tell, give us before we we're not going to spoil anything. They just finished season three. Fortunately, they just picked up season four, which who knows that'll probably come out in five years, whenever all the strikes are done and they get back to the production line. Um, why why do you love Danny McBride so much? You said, and I quote, "He could make me laugh just reading the phone book." I think it's it's a couple of things. I think he has a way of taking mostly irredeemable people like the like the the one of the running things on all three of like the major shows that he's done for hbo right like vice principles eastbound and down and, and the righteous gemstones most of the main characters are terrible people Awful. or at least or at least the main character you know typically the character he plays <laughs> and, and a lot of the other characters are just terrible people I mean, they're, you know, they're, they do all these terrible things. They treat a lot of people like crap, but it has this way of making them so like charming or, but they're not charming, but there's just the way it's written and just, it, he makes you care about these people. That you like, should not care about what No, you should like, these are horrible people. And I just I like the idea that it kind of turn turns the 
old like standard 30 minute sitcom shtick on its ear with the like typically most of the people on the sitcom are generally pretty good there's not a lot of shades of gray and they learn a lesson and then you know at the end of the at the end of the episode everybody's kind of grown whereas these characters i mean they do grow they learn things but a lot of it a lot of times they learn the wrong lessons from (laughs) you know from things it's like instead of like hey maybe i shouldn't screw people over it's like hey maybe i should be better at screwing people over right or Or maybe i should beat the crap out of that person instead of screwing them over right (laughs) you know so it's just in and it's a very like all three of his shows are set in the south he's from the south he you know he's he actually is from North Carolina, um, you know, like this right about show, what you know about, right about what you yeah. know about. And it's just, I think taking like a lot of these like Southern stereotypes and Southern like things and kind of just playing with them, like playing with the role that religion has in the South, but also like religious celebrity and mega churches and, mm-hmm. and things like that, like playing with that. And, you know, you, you, he casts always people that are always really funny. Like there's always really funny people around him because people want to work with him. But, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you've got a John Goodman, you've got, um, you know, Kevin Devine. If you ever watch workaholics, workaholics was another really funny show. He plays was Kelvin. Yeah. He plays Kelvin. You've got, uh, one of my favorite, uh, actors in, uh, Walton Goggins is, uh, uncle baby, Billy, <laughs> baby, Billy's Bible bonkers. He is real quick, baby Billy, and he's in every scene. We're not going to spoil any show. We're not going to spoil anything for you. He is the in a show of awful people. Baby Billy is the worst human being on the show. Like you, you like it's made for you to not like everybody. There are very few redeemable qualities that you ever find. With baby Billy. And usually when it's found, it is immediately turned on its head. Right. Um, he is he's kind of the him and Danny McBride, they've been in Vice Principal, they've been in other shows together. They they play off each other very well, but he's all he's kind of the um he's there to play off Danny McBride. Oh, he's absolutely. There, like if Danny McBride's an awful character, he's gonna be even more awful. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's um my wife and I just started watching it probably a few weeks ago, and we finished it. <laughs> We're done with season three, so we went through what uh, twenty-seven episodes, something like in that, the last yeah. month or something like that. Um, yeah. If, so if you like real good comedies, uh, if you like monster trucks, uh, if you like game shows, uh, if you like uh, uh, music, Sturgill Simpson is <laughs> uh, special. If you like special characters, like. Uh, if you like guest appearance like Jason Schwartzman and stuff like that, Steve's um, on <laughs> uh, DMX holograms, it's it's great. You really need to um, give it a shot. But that's uh, I'm gonna miss that over the next few years, um, just because we're right now the vault. It's a vault of all these new shows that have already finished production. A vault of all these movies. The vault is running dry every single day. <laughs> the yeah. vault is getting less and less and i'm sure yes people are like oh there are tons of shows and we can stream everything not having new stuff gets boring <laughs> just to let you folks know even watching the same stuff over again or finding a new old show it's not the same as even no. like 
some shows they they come out with you know tons of episodes at once. I still like like Max does it, Apple TV does it. I like where they still do episodic things where every you know it's on Friday. It's going to release on Friday, mm-hmm. and yeah. you can't watch nine episodes on the same day. I actually like those shows because you kind of have like something to look forward to. But um, Rights well, Jensen and- is one of those. But every episode's out there now. Yeah, and you get the you get the thing to look forward to, and I think you also get like the um, time to think about it a little more, right? Like, well, Talk I mean, you got it, right. Yeah, you guys binged it, so I've I've watched it from the beginning when it for I mean when it debuted, I was like, this is gonna this show is gonna be right up my alley. I'm gonna watch this, and I've loved it basically since the first time I watched it. And so I've watched it like episode by episode. Now I've gone back and rewatched like the first couple seasons multiple times now um, because I'm just a sicko like that. But you sound like baby, uh, baby Billy too. You're like, nah, he always puts nah at the end of everything he's saying. I've watched a lot. I've, I've rewatched first and second season now. <laughs> <laughs> I have you joke. I have family that talks like that. <laughs> exactly. It's just, do, do you find your accent coming out? Whenever, like, whenever you're watching a show like that, do you, after the show, are you talking like that a little bit? Yes, especially my accent comes out when I talk to other people with an accent or listen mm. to a lot of talking from other people with that accent. So, like, if I'm around my family or um, for, you know, my work, I talk to people all over the country. If I talk to, right. like, somebody who's here in the South, and they've got an accent. I'll hear my accent start to come out as I'm talking to them sometimes. Like, do you have to stop it so they don't think that you're insulting them or you're like mimic- mocking them or something? I think it's just natural enough for me at this point that it probably doesn't. Nobody's ever said anything about it. Now, people have asked me, like, where are you from? I hear an accent kind of thing. But because yeah. most of my team is in is in New Jersey and I don't definitely don't sound like somebody from New Jersey. No, man, I went to New Jersey and I remember everyone told me I talked really slow. Like, man, you talk so slow. <laughs> like, I didn't think I talked very slow, but I mean, you know, I talked in Ohio. You ought, hear, you ought to hear some of my family if they think you talk slow. I've got a cousin that I swear to God talks like Forrest Gump. <laughs> like my man is like, he'll, t- he'll take like 10 minutes to tell a two minute story. Um, well, he said that I wasn't going to be able to tell this story <laughs> in 10 minutes, but I did. It sounds like an episode of Bryant Me. <laughs> it does. Taking 10 minutes to say something that only two minutes was needed. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm enjoying all the shows while they last. Um I've decided to watch I've decided to watch Dragon Ball Z. So what does that tell you? I started watching Twisted Metal on Peacock. Is, is it as bad as it looks? It's see the thing is it's it's a comedy too. Okay. So like Anthony McKay, he's in it, so it has it's a comedy. Sure. Like I I think you should give it a shot. I don't think it's horrible. Um it's kind of like, you know, the Mandalorian. Every episode, there was some kind of journey and some kind of mission. Every yeah. single episode, um, that's kind of twisted metal. So same okay. idea, but throw Anthony Mackie in there, and he's not bad. No, it's the cast isn't bad. Um, 
Scott Thomas Hayden Church in it, who's not horrible. Uh, I forget her name. Uh, she did, oh my gosh, the main character in Encanto. I forget her name. And she also played the Stephanie Beatrice, I think her name is. I didn't see I could Encanto. be wrong. Uh, she was also in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She played, Sa- not Santiago. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Too much watch- propaganda for me. Oh my gosh. A-Cab, right? Even even Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, let's go ahead and get the show started. Uh, before we go on strike, we should go on strike. We're not getting paid <laughs> shit. Before the crowd listening goes on strike. Welcome, boys and girls, to Brought Me. We're a podcast where we talk about soccer and other things. Other podcasts of things now. Welcome back to the show. We are in the thick of it. Thick of it, meaning the world cup so you bet your bums we're going to be talking about world cup but similar to our episode a few weeks ago we are going to base our episode off of your ask bam questions and mm. golly bob howdy did you send us a lot of ask bam questions so we're going to go through some topics using your questions as our guide Ooh. so let's go ahead and brian let's get right into this mm. let's do it mm. Mm. No real, no real American uh, stories to talk about out of the U.S. I mean, everything's just going smoothly. Nobody's really upset. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's. We don't have to talk about the USWNT is just rolling, right? Everybody's happy. Nobody's complaining. Everyone loves the manager. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm a big, I'm a big Vlaco Stan. Uh, uh, you could call me Vlaco Staninovsky. That's how mm. much I. Yeah. Um, let's get into the questions and see what people are thinking because they're all going to be positive. Oh, hundred uh, percent. So we will start. Let's see where should we start. Um, let's start with our our good a good friend, good friend of the pod, former podcast guest, and uh, we like to say one of our uh, one of our podcast friends, sister pods, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is Trisha from uh, Soccer Soccer Crush. Hey, at this stage, who do you think has the best chance to win the World Cup? Okay, so um, real talk, everything is not going well for the United States. Now, they moved on in their group. Uh, They were in second place in their group. Almost were kicked out of the world, almost was kicked out of the World Cup by the width of a post. Hmm. Their lives were saved by a post. So U.S. Women's National Team is in the the knockout rounds, but only just, so only just. Ladarius also asked. Well, we'll throw out a few World uh, World Cup, and we'll kind of get into those. Ladarius uh, underscore Brown wants to know our thoughts on the U.S. Women's National Team so far. Mm. Um, let's see. Let's tackle those two. Yeah, real quick. let's start there. So, Tricia, first question. Uh, who do I think has the strongest chance? If I'm looking at the field, uh, it's kind of hard to choose against Japan right now. <laughs> it's really hard yeah. to choose against Oof. Japan. They were world beaters. I don't think they gave up a goal in the group stage, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, Japan, they they took Spain to town. 
in the last in the last group game. And that's probably the other one of the other teams that's really impressed me. Other than that, other than that game is is Spain and Japan. Good. Yeah. Lord. No, Japan is not messing around. They uh, beat Zambia five zero, but Zambia had a red card, and you think, okay, well. They're playing a new team in the World Cup, 5-0. They're down to 10 players. But then they beat Costa Rica 2-0. Then they beat Japan, or excuse me, Spain, 4-0. Yeah. <laughs> with 23% of the possession. <laughs> they had seven shots, five shots on goal, and they converted four of them. <laughs> so, Japan. Hey, um, efficiency. It's hard to not choose Japan. As as the team, um, looking and, through, I, oh, go and ahead. Another, I think another thing you can make a case for Japan is, other than the U.S., they're the last team to win it. Yeah, that's true. Because you know, because we've won the last two. Japan won before that, so I don't, mm. I doubt, I don't, you know, I don't know if there are players left on that on on the team that were on, you know, that gold got gold medal winning side, but mm-hmm. that. To you know, to be one of the few countries that have actually won it is it means that they're probably not going into this um, afraid. You know, they're not going right. in and saying, "Well, hey, we've never, we're just Japan. We've never done this before. We're no, just happy to be here." No, that's not. No, they're, uh, you know, that they have the mentality, and yeah, they're they're kicking ass right now. Another one I'll throw out there. I'll just pick a, a second team. I won't go far because there's other. I think there's a pool of teams. The top two teams I think have a chance are them. And I'm going to say France. I was kind of bullish yeah. on France going into the tournament because they've had manager changeover. They've had some controversy. And not really controversy. They're trying to get treated the right way. It's only controversial because of what the coach did, not because of what the players wanted. Let's put right. it that way. Um, but Fran- the reason I pick France is that they were – they scored eight goals, pretty good in three matches, but it's also a group that's been battle-tested because they've played a team like Brazil. And Brazil-France, that was the best game of the tournament. Mm. Oh, yeah. Best game of the tournament, Brazil-France. If they would have just... If Brazil would have just marked Reynard, they would be in the knockout round. But why, yeah. do you not, why do you not mark the six-foot-four center back and just let her go to town? Like... Brazil played such a great game, and then that is the way that you lose. Anyway, I have feelings because last week with Grant, I was really high on Brazil, and my heart is broken. But um, France ended up finishing up their group with a 6-3 to three drubbing of Panama. I, I think giving up three goals, too. I'm not that worried about that. But, um, yeah, I think France, uh, Japan is my number one. I also think France is up there. You could also make an argument for teams like England or Sweden, even like the Netherlands. And I know I was also pretty down on England, but um, that last game, they might be hitting their stride at the right time. Here's, and there's one team you you failed to mention in there um, that I, uh, there's a there's a certain uh, professional wrestler uh, from my part of the country that I live in, uh, who has a pretty famous quote that once said, "To be the man, mm. you got to beat the man." Mm. Look, is it possible? So we'll we'll kind of give the, we'll kind of transition to this question from Ladarius. Uh, well, Ladarius. to Ladarius's question: um, Is it possible that the 
almost disaster that has been the U.S.'s group stage is actually a good thing? Um, I I think it very well could be a good thing. I don't think it's going to hurt them that they had this. I don't think it's going to hurt them that they've had people talking down at them. Because what what is that? What, that's locker room fuel. That's, that's Yeah, that's bulletin board material. That's right there, yeah. This is still... Yes, they're flawed. They're not. They're, this is not the team that. This is clearly not the team that they've had in the past. It's also not. Say what you will about um, Jill Ellis and a lot of the things that happened. She, we know we we've covered that ad nauseum. She had a game plan. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell Vlatko's trying to do. Um, uh, it, Go ahead. This feels like a team that think that has maybe thought. Um, that just by showing up, because I think the in previous years, they really Are you about won. to go Carly Lloyd on us? Are you about to go full Carly Lloyd on us? I'm not, because <laughs> fuck Carly Lloyd. She she thinks that she thinks the reason they haven't won is because they're too woke. When she's talking about when she's talking about brands and all that, what she's talking about is that they're woke, and she's an idiot. Um, that know her ass from a hole in the ground. Um, mm. they bring, she's, she's basically Lexi Lawless. They bring her on to say dumb shit. That'll get people to talk about it on social media. Cause yep. they know that's what she'll say. Right. No, but I do think overconfidence was a thing that I think you could make a case for. I think this is a team that came in and in the, in previous years, when they walked off the bus, they had basically won the game. Right. Because the other team knew this is this is a team. This team ain't one to fuck with. Right. This team is talented. This team is deep. This team is bigger, stronger, faster. Right. What they've come to realize this year is that the other teams aren't afraid of them anymore. No, The, the other teams are not. So they're not winning the game. They're not in their heads. They're not winning the game by just getting off the bus. No, you've got to show up, and yeah, you might still be potentially bigger, stronger, faster than a lot of the teams you're playing. But those teams, for the most part, can do something about it. Whereas before, I think, you know, the women's game hadn't developed as broadly as it as it is now. Mm-hmm. And the field has caught up. I think they're still top to bottom the most talented team in the world. Right. But, you know, they've got to have a game plan. They've got to attack. They've got to score goals. Right. And they're, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't I don't know if it's Vlatko's incompetence. I don't know if it's overconfidence on their part. Little column A, little column B. <laughs> I think what other teams have also showed with this team is, yeah, they might be a little soft. Like v- Vietnam, Netherlands, and Portugal, all three teams figured out if you rough them up a little bit, if you get them out of their rhythm, what little rhythm they seem to have, they don't know what to do. No. Vietnam, uh, Sophie Smith got Vietnam, and she owned them, and that was fantastic. Viet- but Vietnam, against, we, yeah. could, we could have given Vietnam three more games, and they wouldn't have scored a goal. Right, exactly. Like, no, because Alyssa Nair got the ball nine times and none of them on a shot. Nine. None of them on a shot. Times. Nine times. Uh, 
the problem is, and a couple weeks ago, I talked about Vlaco. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna give him time and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Time's up. I think Dead time is up. Done. He um talked about bomb. this with Grant a little bit. I will talk about it at post Portugal. The the things that Carly Lloyd said about the mentality of the team and how um they just don't have that fighting edge because people were celebrating moving into the group stage, people taking pictures with fans and like dancing around. A lot of these players too are are new players to the team. So whenever they talk about overconfidence, there is a group of players who have been here before. There are players who are out there uh playing every match. Lindsay Horan's out there every match. Julie Ertz is out there every match. Alyssa Nair's out there. Lindsay Horan's been their best player. The issue's been the midfield. Lindsay yeah. Rahan has no physicality in the midfield. She is no. not playing physical. She has scored two goals, and the one goal saved their behinds because Netherlands was about to get three points on them, which would have ended basically their World Cup looking at that Portugal match. But Lindsay Horan isn't doing it. The issue is Vlaco. I don't blame Lindsay Horan. I think that they looked better whenever Julie Ertz moved into the midfield. Why aren't you doing why isn't she starting as defensive midfield? What that's like having a third center back out there and she can also beat the shit out of somebody in the midfield. She can make you afraid to go down that part of the midfield. Why is bring Alana Cook in? Why isn't she starting? Like Vlaco is he's I, he's, he's trying love, to do crazy shit and it's not working. I love Crystal Dunn. I love Crystal Dunn. Vlatko is completely fucking her over. Where does she play with Portland? She's an offensive midfielder. (laughs) Why is she playing left back? And yeah, she's responsible for one of the goals that have gone in. But you know what? That's because she's not a freaking defender, Vlatko. I know you're trying to do like, ugh. You're trying to play her in some kind of like wing back role, something like that. In the open field. Like her speed is not going to be there against the forwards from other teams. It's not, we saw that already in the open field. It's not good. She can be outrun, no. but when she's in close, when she's in close to somebody, she's the best player on the field. She, yeah. <laughs> she will she will strip the ball from you. She can get the ball around you, but you're not letting her do that when you put her in a defensive. She's she's position. not she's <sighs> not being put in a position to, to succeed. succeed. And no, it's. They're just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I <sighs> hope this is a wake-up call. Like I said, I hope this is, because it's twofold. I mean, and I think we said from the jump, you know, if they win the World the World Cup, it's going to be in spite of coaching. It's going to be sure. because it's going to be there because they're the most talented team there. And I still think they are. Yeah. But talent alone, if you don't know what the hell you're doing, isn't going to that won't cut it anymore. Like, yeah, that would have cut it in previous cycles because yeah, we were just that much better than everybody else in the world. That's not the case anymore. The rest of the world is catching up. This is, this is the, uh, you know, dream team into the redeem team in basketball. This is the same thing, right? Like, you know, when Jordan and, you know, all those guys in 92 showed up, like, yeah, they they won the game before they step, ever stepped onto the court. Mm-hmm. But you started getting into that that group in the early 2000s that went and got what bronze in the Olympics, and you know lost to like Argentina and Lithuania and all this stuff. Like, yeah, the that rest was of the, the 2004 team, yeah, 
it was, I was going to say, I thought it was 04. It, it was like, yeah, the rest of the world is catching up. Like, you know, Europe is playing. There's a ton of European players in the league now. There's plenty of South American, you know, players in the league now. They're playing at the highest level of the sport. You've got to right. not only show up, but you've got to know what the hell you're doing. And you've got to play to the best of your ability. Or And especially if somebody else is having a really good day. Right. This is knockout rounds. There's no draws from here on out. No. And they don't look like a team that's on the up swing. No. And, and they've even hurt themselves because, and by we, I mean, Vlatko, uh, the first match, Eternity Ramen has moments. I think she's too young in this World Cup. I don't think she has it to start in a knockout round match. But the thing is, you started her in the first two matches. Lynn Williams didn't get a minute until you brought her in for the third match. And now you're kind of in a position where, um, what do you do? Do you bring in Trinity, who might be a little demoralized from being sat in that third match? Or do you bring in Lynn Williams? I, that's a tough decision. I, I think you had Naomi Gurma and you had Alana Cook. They've played together a lot as center back. Now, Becky Sauerbrunn left. That's tough. I get it. They bring in Julie Ertz, and I can see why Vlaco puts her back there because, you know, um, she's a veteran and she's been there before and blah, blah, blah. She can do the same thing in defensive midfield, and you can bring in Cook and you can bring in Gurma. Gurma can, both of them can anchor the yeah. back line. Both of yeah. them can do that. I just, uh, I think it's personnel. It's going to end up being personnel that's going to kill this team. And like Smith, you saw with Netherlands, bottle her up. If Sophia mm-hmm. Smith is the one person who you have to be scared for in the offense, like yep. Alex Morgan, she had a great back heel pass to Smith for that first goal against Vietnam. But she is going to she's going to clean up goals. But if the ball's not coming to her because Trinity wasn't getting it to her. Sophia Smith's yep. been bottled up. If someone isn't up there offensively creating stuff alongside Smith to give her some room, that's why if you bring Dunn up, what does that do? It gives Smith more room because you can't leave. Yeah, <laughs> you can't got leave more, something like that. What what this team uh. sorely lacks, yeah, is you're exactly right. It's the mid. It's the midfield. You've got attacking threats now. Obviously, you're missing some key attacking threats too. Um, I think having a, a really creative player like Cap Macario on this team that would be. Yeah. You know, I know. Uh, I think Frank asked the worst. Uh, the worst injury. Um, affecting the U.S., I mean, you could make a case that that's the, the this team is crying out for somebody that's that creative in midfield, like Cap Macario is. But you have um, Dunn. You could you could put Dunn in the in the midfield. Well, you and you could. could make her do more offensive. So that's that's Vlatko's fault. And the, and then you look. The problem is then you look at defenders, and what fullback are you going to bring in? Who are you going to bring in to play that position? You have Kelly O'Hara and Emily Sonnet. They both played the role. Kelly O'Hara. Uh, she's on the right usually, so fullback. So I, I don't know how big of an issue that would be for Kelly here. She's a veteran, so I mean she could probably do it. But you had someone who is a left back. You had Casey Kruger, who Vlaco gave high praise to, and this is not just a homer pick. They gave high praise to Casey Kruger. Oh, she is dangerous on the field, and blah blah all this stuff before. She came back from maternity leave, and she'd been playing for a, for a while with U.S. And then mm-hmm. suddenly you release your roster, and she's not on it. So yeah. now Vlaco's decisions have pigeonholed him to where he, I have to keep Dunn in there. I have to keep her back there. Yeah, you don't, like, you don't have another left back. 
Like who else? Like you said, yeah, Kelly O'Hara is you know she, she's obviously a veteran, constant professional, is somebody who she's can come too. in. If you oh, need someone well, to to piss someone off, bring Kelly O'Hara. In. <laughs> Kelly O'Hara didn't fuck around. No, you know, bring her in, and I mean, maybe she'll at least give you some physicality, right. which is one thing this team is very sorely lacking. Oh, um, yeah. the midfield's uh, empty. That's that's what Haran's not doing. That's why you need Ertz up there. I'm sorry. I'm getting frustrated. Vlako's in over his head. Your, so your answer is Kat Macario, right? Or, or do you have a different answer you wanted to land on with who uh, the no, U.S. I, is missing? I, I think given that Vlako, given the roster as currently constructed, I'm I'm thinking along the scenarios of if I could add a player who's injured to this team, who likely would have made the roster were they not injured, to me it would be Kat Macario. Because I, I just think we're crying out for somebody that creative in midfield. I, my pick, and this is one that Frank asked the question, included Sam Mewis. Is Sam Mewis his pick yeah. for that? Sam Mewis hasn't played for, feels like years at this it's point. Been a, it's been a long, well, ever, now pretty much ever there. since she was named the best player in the world by oh. ESPN. Oh, by Guardian, because she played in England at the time. Um, that's why she was the best player in the world. If she was playing that well in North Carolina, she'd be like the 30th best player because right. Guardian's uh, garbage. Sam Mewis would be fantastic because, again, that midfield pre- – you're not going to mess around. Like, no offense to Andy Sullivan, Savannah DeMello. They're, they don't have what the United States needs physicality-wise. You need no. to be able to – I don't know. And then Rose Lavelle, you lose her, who was your one of your most – probably their best offensive creator actually yeah. on the team. And she can't play the first knockout run because the yellow cards, that's awful. I am picking Mal Swanson. This is an easy yeah. decision for me because looking at the game against Portugal, they had chances. They had chances. Yeah. I think if you have Smith on one side and Swanson on the other side, get yeah. out of here. That's get out of here. That's, that's a good shout too, for sure. Like she, and the form that she was in, you could argue until she got injured, she was an MVP. I mean, she, she was. She finished what second could, in MVP voting last year for for NWSL. Right. You could argue that she was this season too, starting off the year. She oh yeah, was one of the best players in the world, and she got injured at the worst time. Yeah. Hmm. So I think Mal Swanson, if she's there, you score at least a few more against Vietnam. And it's not all her, but just having her on the field, similar to bringing up Dunn, give Smith some space. You can't throw multiple people at Smith if you've got Alex Morgan and you have Mal, Mal Swanson up there in the offense. Too. You can't do it. It's just yeah. you're going to you're going to hurt yourself if you do that. Um, and then which then hurts their offense because they're going to bring more defenders back and you're going to be playing yep. counterattack. Then if you have Ertz in defensive midfield, you can stop the counterattack because then you have two center. I'm sorry. I'm getting frustrated. Uh, but Blacko is in way, way over his head. And I'm finally in the – if you can't hear it by the anger in my voice and then I've repeated a million times that Julie Ertz should be in the midfield, um, I'm firmly Blacko out. Yeah, firmly. Um, So Frank asked another question about the U.S. women's national team. Asked, uh, who's the biggest piece left off the roster that could make a difference? I think we're agreeing it's Casey Kruger. Yeah, and again, it sounds like a homer pick, but who's the best left back that they have on their roster? Who's a natural left back? It's Casey Kruger. 
So there you go. In case the Cougars yeah, left off, uh, y- you need you need help offensively. You're not scoring goals. Put Dunn in there. They've only given up one goal in three matches. Come on. Yeah, the, the defense <laughs> is the problem. It's the fact right. that with all this, that they're not scoring goals. Like, yeah. I mean, and teams are going to park the bus. Now, maybe in the knockout round, you're getting Sweden. Will that match be a little more open? Will they not have as many defense? Maybe because Sweden is a stronger team. It's right. kind of like you see in the Premier League all the time. Um, some of these clubs, Liverpool played a few years ago. They were playing the top teams, and oh yeah, they would beat Chelsea. They would beat Man City every couple times. They would beat you know these other top four or five teams. But then they play Burnley, <laughs> and then yeah. Burnley would win because the Burnley's not playing their game. They're like sit back, make it annoying for them, annoy them, hit them, make it physical. In a game against Sweden, maybe maybe they get more offensive chances because Sweden's like, we can beat them. And yeah. other teams are not like that. Portugal's like, we need to survive. We need to, you know, we need to grit out a win. Right. Sweden doesn't have to grit anything. <laughs> no, Sweden, Sweden's going Sweden's gonna to come at you, which, right. you know, hopefully plays into our hands. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, it's... Netherlands was the closest. They sh- Netherlands was the closest match to a real World Cup match in that group stage, and first time ever, United States goes down in group play, and they actually come back. They tie the match up, and then with thirty minutes left, <laughs> Vlaco doesn't use a single substitute. He had one substitute all match at halftime. He brought in Rose Lavelle, and that was the only sub he made. When they could have won the game if you just brought in, like, you didn't bring in Lynn Williams. You didn't bring Alyssa Thompson. You brought no offensive players in. You're just like, okay, let's just hold on. He was so happy with that draw. He was smiling so big after that draw against Netherlands. That's, Vlaco is We shouldn't be drawing people. We shouldn't be freaking drawing people in the group stage. I'm sorry, (sighs) if you shouldn't. like If you drew them in the 95th minute, Sure. Okay, I'll be happy. Yeah, that's a great draw. Cool. If Lindsey Hurrian gets that in the 95th minute. But you had a half hour left. And the fact that the only team we beat in our group was Vietnam, who, come on. Like I said, we could have given Vietnam three matches and they wouldn't have scored a goal on us. Like, they right. they couldn't do anything about it. The reason the game was close as close as it was was because Vietnam did what they should have done, which was try to make it an ugly game, got in our faces, and ultimately we were good enough to overcome that because they really they don't have the the top tier talent to really do anything about it. Um, whereas you know the other teams we did, like the other teams we played, you know the Netherlands and Portugal um, have have at least a little bit of talent, have some some players that play in some major leagues and. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, unfortunately, that is what it is. But, you know, maybe this is the maybe this is the kick in the ass. Maybe this is a wake up call. They they get a little bit of time before they play Sweden. They play it's what what five a.m. Sunday. Yeah, I'll be up for that one. I'm gonna wait. It's a knockout. I, I have to wake up for that. Oh one. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up for it too. I'll take a nap at some point right. in the day, like or whatever. Like yeah, I'm, I'll be up for that one too. Shit, I may I may stay up all night for it. I may just Oof. go to bed after that. We'll see. Hot dog. Probably not. Hot dog. Probably not. No, probably not either. Um, um, <laughs> no, just finish make... your thought, and then we'll uh, – I have to do one bit of housekeeping, and then we'll cover just a few quick bullet points about the World Cup. I just want to see if anybody uh, 
has we any, had any other World Cup any questions. other World Cup questions, just so we can make uh-huh. sure. I think um, we're good on the World Cup questions, actually. Yeah. No, um, I mean that was really it. Um, yeah. What else you got? So a little housekeeping. We do have to. Um, uh, and there's a good question. Actually, we can go into next. Um, housekeeping. I have to give everybody an animal. Because I said, whoever gives us a question, oh, yes. I, will, I will give an animal. And this is not like, I will not use the phrase spirit animal, because I think that's offensive. I'm just saying that an animal that you remind me of. Um, for Trisha, I'm going to, what's the like current animal equivalent of like a velociraptor? I was thinking of um, honey badger. I was thinking like a, a, like a Wolverine. panther or something like that. Wolverine. I think like a panther or like a, the reason I think Velociraptor, if you think back to the first Jurassic Park movie, they'll look at you from the front and Trisha, you know, has a podcast and all that, you know, you're talking to her. She'll, you know, she's taking it in, but then she's going to attack you real bad from the side and she will go for the throat. And I think that mentality is just fantastic. I mean, that was a real animal. I think Velociraptor is a valid choice there. Okay. So Trisha Velociraptor. Um, and that and that is a compliment, and I'm sure I, I can say that because I know you'll take it as a compliment. I was going to say, knowing, knowing her, that is a she will 100% take it as a compliment. Right. Um, Ladarius, he's he's the nicest guy. He's always like, uh, I've talked to him a few times before, been on his podcast. We used to write together on Beyond Women's Sports. Everyone seems to like, yeah, I'm going to say like a, a panda bear. Everyone loves okay. No one ever is like, you know what, I don't like a panda bear. You, nah, pandas rule. Just lovable, yeah, and you rule too, Ladarius. Uh, Frank's question, um, it's like a raccoon. <laughs> possum. I was thinking oh, of possum. A possum, yeah. Uh, it's I mean, he's from, a, he's, he's from Alabama, or lived in oh, Alabama, yeah. you know. It's, I'm just thinking, yes, a some possum. Critter. Some kind of critter. <laughs> so, uh, Frank, you were, uh, you were an possum. We made that in the nicest uh, nicest way possible. Um <laughs> Nicest way, opossumable. Next question uh, is from. Fe- I want to take one of Felix's question because it is technically World Cup esque. Uh, yeah. What's the mentality of Sir Brian, and Sir Thomas have to be on the BAM to do the BAM show well? <laughs> so this is going back to Carly Lloyd being angry for them taking photos and their mentality. And um, I think she's just mad because she's not on the team. That's what she's mad about. Um, she is a little uh, FOMO right now. I World Cup FOMO. Just, I think she's just mad in general. Yeah, um, we have never hit the mentality that we truly need to do this show. So I, I think the closest we've ever gotten are um, interviews with like I was gonna say we've Tata had Malazzo, like legitimate people, Sarah, Sarah Spain. Spain. <laughs> because those interviews, if we're nervous before an interview, that means that we're actually gonna care about it. So those are the only times we've ever been nervous for the show. So we'll go with nervousness. That's how that's what we need. We need a nervous mentality. Most of the rest of the time, uh, I think the mentality usually involves alcohol and <laughs> it's right. <laughs> or a combination. We hit of the alcohol. record button. Like, what do you want to talk about tonight? And then okay, let's just do it. Um so that's Crack our a beer and a coffee and <laughs> So let's get Felix's other question then, Brian. You go ahead and read Felix's other question because I think you'll like this one. This is like written for you. Uh, who wins in a fight between groundskeeper Willie and Rowdy Roddy Piper? Battle of the Scotsman. Mm. Um, I, 
I'm going with groundskeeper Willie. He's got the stronger Scottish accent, so I think that the stronger Scottish accent means he's more down to to throw down. Well, he's and he's actually Scottish, whereas uh, Roddy Piper's from Canada. He's he's only like Scottish from the standpoint of like he's you know ethnically Scottish, whereas like groundskeeper Willie was like straight up from Scotland. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go the other route here. I'm gonna say really? Roddy Piper. Um, I would certainly, if you know, I would certainly give uh, groundskeeper Willie the physical edge in this. He's a big guy. He's buff. He's ripped. If you've ever seen him, you know, he'll throw oh, his yeah. shirt off and you know, big, rough, tough guy. Roddy Piper, though, had two things that I think would beat groundskeeper Willie. Um, I think he has the the mental advantage because I think he could uh, – talk groundskeeper Willie out of or maybe lull him into a false sense of security or or would trick mm. him in some way. And the other thing, of course, Roddy Piper being uh, you know, a, a, on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling heels. Um he was dirty as hell. Devious. Devious, <laughs> dirty, knows every um trick in the book to mm. uh you know he'll uh, he'll punch him in the balls he'll you know grab an ear like you know poke him in the eye like uh, you know i mean roddy piper beat hulk hogan the much larger more physically dominating person how'd he beat him he outsmarted him right oh and groundskeeper willie also only is around kids Mm. so i mean roddy Roddy piper has the advantage over adults which is a big deal yes so mm -hmm. But I okay. I like that question. I do. I think that's a I think that's a very good question. I love I loves me some Roddy Piper. I just watched the episode of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that he was on, and it was it was amazing. Um, the rest the wrestling episode. If um, I, I've not seen any Sunny Philadelphia episodes. It's amazing. Ever. Felix, your animal is a, a koala, just so gosh darn lovable. And they probably have a lot of them at the San Diego Zoo, where you turned into a San Diego fan. Koala. <laughs> you have all the qualifications. <laughs> Got him. Ah, chew on that one. But specifically the koala at the end of uh, the episode where the Simpsons go to uh, Australia that's like that sneaks onto the plane. And it zooms in and plays the really dramatic music on his face at the end of the episode. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that about makes it even better. That they've just talked about invasive invasive species, and then you see the koala getting on the plane with the uh, with the U.S. That's perfect. Uh, that's perfect. I love it. Um, let's go to a, a question here, Thomas. That'll be near and dear to your heart. Mm. Uh, this is from your wife. Uh, Amy, uh, she just simply asks why. So like, why are you still with me? Um, why have I ruined your life? Like what I'm trying to find out why this could be a lot of things, um, for someone who's married to me. Um, I don't think I have an answer for you on that one. Do you have an answer, Bryant? Uh, yes, I will respond to her question with a question. Why not? Mm. Mm. Okay. I like that. 
Um, let's, like uh, let's move on oh, to the, a... the animal. Um, she's a unicorn because um, she's a mythical creature who is amazing and farts rainbows. Farts rainbows. A little, uh, little look into the Costello household <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> so let's move on. We had a few questions. Uh, let's move on maybe to a little bit of uh, American uh, soccer that's happening in America right now, that being the uh, the uh, MLS, a.k.a. Uh, Messy League Soccer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Brian Lenoy, we all love Brian. We love I've him, don't him. we? We love him, don't we, folks? Uh, he is uh, part of Quar, and also uh, fellow Quar member Zach Sperling uh, are asking about a match that went down in uh, Columbus the other night. So Brian asks, uh, is Columbus, or excuse me, just says that, just states, this is not a question. He says, Columbus is North America's greatest team. Uh, uh and then Zach wants you to talk about, uh, the club America match between, uh, the league's cup. Maybe you've heard of it, uh, between, uh, Charlotte or good Lord, Charlotte, uh, Columbus crew SC and club America. And also the, your thoughts on the people that rushed the field uh, and the way security handled it. Ooh, a lot of questions here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we'll talk about the Club America match. Yes, on Monday uh, in the League's Cup, very um, a lot of history with that tournament. What's, it really. What's, what's the League's Cup? I've not. Uh, I've not heard of this. The best teams from. MLS and League MX. I don't even care. Um, yeah, it's a club competition. <laughs> is that the 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 game the games that got bumped in Charlotte for Beyonce? Yes, the, that was the one who's now going to be played in Frisco, Texas, where there's a real hotbed of uh, Charlotte fans. That is going to be a Cruz Azul home match. <laughs> oh my god! Um, in front of tens of Charlotte fans. And those I know are going to be front office employees wearing Charlotte's stuff just to act know, like their fans. I know a few people that are going. Like, really? Why? A few, a few sickos that are like, you know, I'm going, cashing in those uh, miles or whatever. It's you know, it's the League Cup. How many times will I get to see him play? Oh uh, Cruz Azul. Next and, year they'll be able to play him again. <laughs> He'll play another League MX team next year. Well, but it's not Cruz Azul. Oh, Cruz Azul. Wow. Well, that's very cute. New fans are very cute. Um, but a part of that League's Cup, the crew played Club America, Club America from Mexico. Very huge following, by the way. Tons of Club America fans at this match, for sure. Uh, but there was, you know, good tailgate. They had a live band there, like a live... Uh, like mariachi band? Yeah, pretty much. Well, they weren't like dressed up you'd imagine from like a cheesy mexican restaurant uh they're just dudes wearing you know regular clothes and stuff um yeah That's it badass. was it was fantastic i put post a video on my story but that was two days ago so it's already gone i thoroughly enjoyed the tailgate even though during the tailgate, we found out that Lucas Zellerion was leaving, which that's another question. We'll talk about some new additions yeah. in just a minute or two um I went with our pal uh, Bub, the backup Bryant. You like to call him the better Bryant. The better Bryant? Uh, no, he's uh, you and Bryant are both fantastic humans. Uh, hanging out with Bryant Lepic was fantastic. Lepic legend. We were in the Nordec for the first half. Ended up sitting behind 
Zach and Brian in the second half because there was a whole row of empty seats behind them. So we we went from the top half of the Nordeck to the second row behind the net on the south side of the stadium or the Sudeck, the Sudeca, which everyone calls it that. There's the Nordeca and the Sudeca. Is that we, is that that's below where we sat when we went to the game, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. it's in the lower 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 quadrant. So we saw uh Cucho tie the matchup 1-1. Club America went up 1-0. Cucho tied it. Second half, Club America scores two goals, both of them offside. And going from the Nordeck to a regular section, there was no Club America fans allowed in the Nordeck. If you had any CA clothes on you had to cover it or you wouldn't be allowed into the nordex so they were handing out shirts to some people because they could not be in their seat without it because they could not wear any club america stuff so it was like 99 percent crew fans there were some club america fans just in other shirts like sprinkled throughout but it was mostly very strongly crew supported where we sat in the second half was not strongly crew supported <laughs> at all we were pretty much right below the Club America fans, the the ones that were playing drums the whole match, their supporter section. Um, nice. So it was about 5% Columbus Crew fans compared to 95% Club America fans down there. Um, so we got right into the hotbed. So those two offsides goals, uh, all of us jumped up and we put our arms up like the side judge doing offsides. And they're probably like annoyed at us so bad, so pissed off. Um if you, you spoke see, Spanish, you would know some of the things that they said about probably. you. Probably. <laughs> well, later on, I'll tell you, one lady showed us what she felt about us. Uh, we. <laughs> she just told you you're number one, right? Sure, something like that. Uh, we did see the penalty shout. Mo Farsi was knocked down by the keeper. Um, some say it was a weak penalty. We saw it from a few feet in front of us. That was a penalty all day. <laughs> Stone yeah. cold penalty right there. All day and twice on Sunday. Uh, Cucho gets it 2-1. Uh, they score two more goals. It's a route. 4-1. Lucas does not play because he's moving to Saudi Arabia. Um, but after the match, well, right as the match is about to go down, like they're in the final minutes of stoppage time, two Club America fans, one of them looking a little more in shape than the other one, uh, ran onto the field and they bolted. The one who maybe is a few years further removed from gym class was tackled, uh, was taken down pretty well, where the faster dude, the more athletic one, he just kept running. So his friend goes down, and he's like, I'm getting out of here. There's no way I'm going to get caught. So this this taller, like uh, more athletically built gentleman, he's running, and he decides, I'm going to get back into the stands, and then I'm going to book it. Because there's these little like fence things that you can jump over and stuff uh, in front of the little walkway around the stadium, inside the stadium. And we're in the second row. Brian and Zach are in the first row. Brian is about, what, 5'10", 5'11". Brian and I are very similar sizes. We're not like small dudes. <laughs> we're not like no. we're between uh, like medium and large dudes, like big dudes. Uh, and then Zach is like three inches taller than us. And, and so they, he, this guy decides to run to Zach and Brian and jump over the fence and like, oh, help me over the fence. Brian and Zach know all the security people. If you've ever been to the match, they talk to all the photographers. They cheer on all the security people. It's this joke where they like – they know the EMTs because they cheer on the EMTs when they just walk past them. I like mean, it, Brian, Brian is basically the mayor of – 
<laughs> like yeah. being being with Brian is like being with uh, like a minor celebrity. Like right. he could run for office, I think, among that. He's group. the mayor of the Sudeca. Yeah, he's the mayor yeah. of it. Uh, so he he's they're trying to like, hey, help me get out of here. And the security guards running over and they're like, no, we're not going to help you. <laughs> so <laughs> so Brian and Zach hold this dude until the security comes. Oh, a Columbus police officer comes and they cuff him. Right there, and they throw him. That well, they he actually went to the ground. They didn't throw him down. It wasn't a you know caught on video camera thing, which is shocking to even think of. Maybe because there were tens of thousands of people around. You know, you got to be careful. Doesn't uh, always stop them, but yeah. Right, he went to the ground and handcuffed him. Um, and then we look over, and this woman who's a Club America fan, um, giving uh, Brian and Zach. I, I like to think just them, but I'm sure by association, us uh, flipping the bird. Flipping the bird, I I think just because losing four to one, and then seeing what Brian and Zach did to help stadium security, but also they are now lumped into a cab. So um, a cab includes you and uh, you and Zach, Brian. So what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, yeah. man? Sorry. I mean, at the same time, like play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Like right. don't don't Why go you on run the field. Out to the f- they like, ran up and he like tapped like the pl- the Club America players on the shoulder and stuff. Like, is it worth it? Now you're gonna go to jail more than well, likely. Or people are look. This is America. Okay, right. we all know where we live. People are crazy. People will go out and just start committing acts of violence. Right. I'm sorry if you run out on the field like that. I'm assuming you're you're going out there to do harm to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, and, you know, it's sad that we live in a place where that's the way it seems, but, I mean, at what point, you know what I mean? So, it's like, if I'm a player and somebody like that gets close to me, I'm probably going to deck them. Especially if you're a a traveling fan and your team just got beat up real good. Yeah. You don't know what the person, because after the match, there were Club America fans, like, burning crew flags outside of the stadium. In a very like LeBron goes takes his talents to Miami type thing, um, so well, you don't you, you don't know what anyone's going to do when they run out onto the field. You have no, no. idea what's going to happen. So yeah, I mean, like you said, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. His stupid prize was, you know, um, a nice right. shiny pair of tight handcuffs and a record. So there you go, <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, just not good. We'll talk about the trade uh, also. Well, not trade, sell. Uh, Lucas Zellerion, the crew's best player, was sold to a team inside. I don't know what team it is. Al something. Um, they sold him. Sports Washing FC. Sure, yeah. Something like that. Uh, he, two days before the announcement, they were working on this. And then it kind of came out of nowhere. It, we saw some silly season stuff like, oh, someone's trying to buy Lucas. And we're like, okay, that's just you know rumors and whatnot. So it was not a rumor. He did get sold, which only brought down the tailgate vibes, I think, very little bit. It didn't really – people were ta- – everyone was talking about it. Everyone was talking about Lucas. He came out to the field, and everyone cheered him and stuff. And um, I was kind of frustrated. Uh, um, I wouldn't have booed, but I was annoyed that it happened because you also have to agree to do it too. Um, it's not like yeah. it's against your will. Um, I know, like, the money, I, 
it's easy for me to turn down money for other people, but it's not like you're, you know, not getting paid an okay amount playing here in Columbus. You're you're not starving playing in Columbus. Your family's right. not starving playing in Columbus. No. Like again, you know, I'm not gonna as somebody who is generally generally always gonna side with labor with get the people, money with 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 workers whatever like you know columbus the minute you're no good to them anymore they'll throw you away and won't think twice about it mm-hmm. so you want to do what true. you want to do what's best for you 99 times out of 100 i'm gonna say you know what i get it this is the I one have, i don't have to like it but i get it right like i can say hey i feel do i feel betrayed or whatever you know Harry Kane's going to Byron, probably going to Byron this summer. Do I feel a little like betrayed and a little sad by it? Yeah, yeah, I do, to be honest. But you know what? I get it. Like, you know, they can, they, they're probably going to give you more money than you're making at Spurs right now. And you want to go in. It's actually going to happen. Uh, who knows? When, when you're dealing with Daniel Levy, <laughs> who the hell knows at this point? I've, I've given up a long time ago trying to predict what's going to happen with Daniel Levy in the transfer market. Um, mm. You know, you want to go win some Mickey Mouse trophies at Bayern, you know, winning the Bundesliga by default, whatever, go do that. Um, but, man, not there. Like, Lucas, you want to go play in, you know, Europe, you want to go play in Italy or Spain or England or... And I'm not a crew fan, so I don't care. I mean, I was a crew fan when they signed him, and I, and I obviously I respect the hell out of him as a player, because the guy's just fantastic his player his teammates love him like they were emotional after it happened like they were upset like cucho celebrated him on the field after his goal they did their dragon ball z kind of power-up thing he did his side of it alone like looking up at lucas and it was it in the player like after the interviews and stuff after the match the media people were saying the players were visibly upset after talking about lucas so he was a great teammate and all the fans loved him and stuff, but continue. I know where it's going, and I I agree Man, with where it's going. Just don't. Again, just don't. Like, you have – it's like we said with Ronaldo, and, and they're, obviously Lucas and Ronaldo are not remotely the same person. Apples and oranges. Well, yeah. apples and racist – or rapists, excuse rapist, me. Rapists, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but, man, like, don't dignify that place. Don't don't go there and and use or we talked about same with Jordan Henderson, like that's who we talked. We didn't really talk about Ronaldo because we don't care about Ronaldo. But we talked about Henderson. Where do you know he has like, no morals? But yeah. Jordan Jordan at least gave a an appear a smokescreen of supporting LGBTQI plus and everyone is equal and loving people and stuff, which kind of completely gone away. And some people's argument is like, okay, well, the Saudi government only owns like a few of the teams over there. No, they're funding the entire league though. Like it all goes in the propaganda machine. It's, this is all a means to try and get them recognized as, as a legitimate comp as a legitimate country on the world stage. This is probably, they want a world cup. That's what they want. They want a world cup like Qatar got. Well, and, and they, and they just in general, you know, they're using this and they're using, you know, Vince McMahon is is very happy to take their money as well and run shows for you know WWE run shows over there. Um, has you know has run like five or six now, um, over there and and yeah, it's all 
to get people to it's propaganda it's to get people in western audiences get western uh consumers and western businesses and and people to make them think oh yeah we're not this um you know evil country that treats its citizens horribly and no we're this beautiful place and we've got all these great things and we're these you know we love art and culture and football yeah you know like come spend your money with us kind of thing and so all of this is 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 an a means to do that it's like if you want to go i mean if if that's what you want to do and if that's what you want to be a part of then just say it like like i would i'm not going to respect you either way i would respect you more honestly if you were open about it and we're just right. like, look, money's I real good. I got to take I it. I don't care what they're doing. I got to take the money. Right. I would disagree with you. I would call you a piece of shit for it, but it, I would, there would be a part of me that would at least respect the fact that you're not pissing on my head and telling me it's raining, but they're not even saying that they're just ignoring it and moving on. Jordan Henderson said, Oh, I miss Liverpool. And it was my, but like, there's no mention though of, feeling remorse or feel or, or even just down to brass tacks. Like you said, if you're not to say, just say it at least own up to it. <laughs> like own up to like, it. Look, I don't care. They're paying me. Uh, you know, it's the crusty, the clown, you know, they came to my, uh, they came to my house with a Brinks truck full of money. I'm not made of stone here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know i would at least respect that like right so crew uh responded lucas is gone he didn't play in that four to one win um which you know still winning four to one without your best player probably uh, you're gonna emotions a part of it i think a lot of that performance is emotionally driven i think sure. they're gonna be playing a little harder and that kind of thing. But in the in the days that followed, I th- probably once they started negotiating, the crew looked, okay, what's next? We have to fill at the spot because mm-hmm. fans are going to revolt. Oh, and, yeah. And they told – they had to tell folks too before the match because if he wasn't in the starting 11, if he wasn't on the roster, people are going to ask questions. Oh, absolutely. And I think they, they actually did a better job of saying, hey, this negotiation is happening. I like you said before with the taking the money and the crew are part of it too, but we've already seen the owners of the crew are. I mean, it's this is the Haslam's we're talking about here. Right. They don't. No, we're not expecting high moral fiber from these there folks. Ain't, there ain't more. There's there's no moral there. No. So even well, they're taking the money too, but they took the money and they are using it to get. Uh, the, it's already been official since we started recording. Uh, Diego Rossi, who played for LAFC. Played yeah. for Fabernacci or Fabaracci, whatever, uh, Liberace in Turkey. <laughs> Liberace in Turkey. <laughs> he's 25 years old. Uh, he's a winger. His stats were comparable to Lucas's over their time in MLS. So, I mean, if you're going to replace him with someone six years younger, I'm not going to hate it. <laughs> not going to no, hate it. I mean, that's that's a good. That's <laughs> he a was good the pickup. leading goal scorer in the MLS when he was here. He was scoring. Tons of goals, and now oh, he's yeah, joining the team. That's I remember him. Yeah, remember now name. he's joining the team who scores the most goals in the season so far this year. So he's joining the most high-powered offense. Which again, with Lucas out, it is different. But I, part of me thinks that Cucho is going to be even better now without Lucas. Not because 
like, oh, he was holding back. I think that there was just more equal play. I think there's more equal, you know, um, Kucho wasn't the facilitator. He would assist a lot in right. those roles when he got him. But um, I think the system that they're going to run, it's not going to be having like a traditional 10. I don't think Nancy, I think he had it because Lucas was there. But against Club America, they didn't have like a real traditional 10 facilitator like they had when Lucas was playing. So <clears throat> I think it'll be cool um, that they – well, it's cool that they filled the slot so fast. But also it's cool that before MLS play kicks off again in like the end of August, the crew are already going to have a replacement. Which in years past, they sell players and then you're like, oh, well, we have these magic Garber bucks. And we're never going to see anything from it. Whoa, but in this Black case, so actually selling somebody for about a million less than they bought him for in 2020, that's good business. And the dude's mm-hmm. 31. Yeah. And then they also said Julian Gressel. Um, they got Camacho from Montreal. Camacho, Camacho, man. I've Come got on. to be. A Camacho, a Camacho man. If that song is not in the Nordeck for the first time he's on the field, you failed, Nordeck. You failed. I'm going to the Sioux deck. They're going to sing it over there. Um, people are saying, even like Taylor Twelman said, the crew won the transfer window. And they're saying that above Miami. The crew, that Julian Gressel, former Atlanta champion, played with yeah. Arlington Nagby. Crew got stronger. They lost Zell around, but I think overall they are a stronger team now than they were. Uh, you could definitely make that case. Yeah. Now, Charlotte, before we move off of MLS stuff, thank you, uh, Zach and Brian. We'll get to your animals in just a moment. Charlotte also sold somebody, right, or bought somebody. We uh, we bought somebody. Uh, we bought um, – well, the first thing we did was uh, decide we're going to play – not play our Leagues Cup game against Cruz Azul. Uh, in Charlotte, and that's that's really the big news in uh, Charlotte. No one's Charlotte gonna make Queen B. No one's gonna make Beyonce change. Yeah, it's, it's it's Beyonce. Who's mad at Beyonce? I need names of who's mad at Beyonce People, in their Slack. There there are names. There are a lot of names. I'm I'm staying out of it because I don't care. I'm just Beyonce, like guys. No, Beyonce is gonna fill that stadium. Also, also Beyonce literally like this was scheduled. This was booked. Way before the League's Cup was ever a thing. God knows MLS doesn't do anything ahead of time. No. <laughs> this League's Cup thing was like just announced. And now, of course, they're doing the full they've been doing the full court press on it. You can't watch an MLS match without hearing about it every two minutes. Mm-hmm. But this Beyonce concert was booked. It takes a lot. You know, I've been to a Beyonce concert. Uh Alyssa and I saw her in Cleveland at First Energy Stadium, but it's not called that anymore. Or is it still? I don't know. The one place where uh, the Browns play. Uh, no, the First Energy was found to be complicit in some like um, illegal activity. I forget what the name of it is now. They, they may uh, have committed some light treason. Light treason. I think it, uh, they were all caught up in the Larry Householder bribery scandal thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no First Energy. I think it's just Brown Stadium again. No, I think it got picked up by something else. Let me... Figure it out. Keep talking, and I'll Google. But you know, I saw you know, Alyssa and I saw Beyonce and Jay Z there, and the stage setup is massive. It's a huge, elaborate stage. There's a ton of stuff that goes into it, and so yeah, they need more than just like the day of to set up for her show. This is not 
you know, some rinky dink, whatever. This isn't right. uh, bootlicking Jason Aldean. Oh my God. Uh, it is you know. Cleveland Brown stadium, by the okay. way, when you're talking about bootlickers. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, so I, I don't care about that. Like there are people that are pissed and of course it's another thing to, you know, everyone hates our front office and they want everybody fired. And because the season has not, obviously we're, we've not played near as well that we did beat the dog piss out of, uh, uh, what was the name of that club again? Club Necoxa in, uh, this is a children's program, Brown. I need you to keep that. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like some kind of slur or something. I feel like I felt slightly yeah. uncomfortable saying it. Um, who brought, <laughs> like, they're like whatever the Liga MX equivalent is of the wooden spoon. I think they're So they're it. like Charlotte FC of Liga MX. Basically. But Charlotte FC uh, won out uh, four to one. Uh, but yeah, there were like 20,000 people in the stands. Like, Beyonce is bringing a hell of a lot more than that for cruise. She's filling everything. Like there are two, Beyonce and Taylor Swift are the top two performers in the world. Yeah. Um, it, Beyonce concert is going to be more entertaining than a Charlotte match. Uh, a thousand percent. Like a million times better. <laughs> this is somebody <laughs> saying that pay has paid money recently, last weekend, to go to a Charlotte match and had a good time. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on, it's Beyonce. Also, we, it wasn't a home game technically for us. Oh, it's, it, it, the crew match was also a neutral site, which oh, is no, ours. M- ours wasn't a neutral site. It was considered a, uh, Nicoxa home game. Oh my God. Of course it was because MLS is a joke. So we it's a joke. We didn't have like any of our normal, like pregame. Like the like the pregame, you know, the, the video, the hype video, and all that like silly BS. We couldn't, we didn't have the, uh, you know, we have like the throne, you know, where somebody like we couldn't have that. We didn't have that out. Like it was just, it was weird. Though they did um, the brick wall thing at the crew match, but and they they did the jackhammer though, yeah. which I I love the jackhammer. I'm very pro jackhammer, um, but. I think it's badass, Whatever. but yeah, Charlotte did sign a player. We signed a left back, which God knows we need a freaking left back. Um, we don't have one currently. Brant Bronico, who's like a defensive midfielder, uh, has been playing left back randomly for us. Brant um, Bronico? He of the uh, former Chicago Fire. Uh, mm. But, best but, he has the best hair in MLS, so we'll, we'll give okay. him that. He, he's got a mullet. I mean, he, and he's oh, rocking. Oh, God, no. And he's he, no. rocking. Who'd you sign, Brian? We're not, I'm not justifying a mullet. Okay, who'd they sign? Uh, I have no idea how to pronounce this guy's name, so I'm going to butcher it. Uh, it's He's Finnish. Uh, most recently with uh, probably my favorite, one of my favorite club names, uh, Stad Brest. Out of, hey. uh, <laughs> out, of, uh, out of France. Uh, his name Hello. is Ladies. Uh, <laughs> the first name is J E R E. The last name is U R O N E N. So I'm gonna say Jerry Urinen. <laughs> Jerry Urinen. He sounds like a Winston Cup driver. Jerry Urinen coming around the left, coming around the left side, <laughs> being passed up by Dick Trickle. <laughs> Oh, well, that's just fantastic. Well, it's great that he's finished because he's joining a team that's finished. <laughs> exactly. 
That's perfect. That's that uh, that joke may or may not have have been made multiple times today in the in the uh, Charlotte FC Slack that I'm a part Slack of. Slackity Slack, don't talk back. Um, so that's great. Yeah. Are you finding friends in the Slack? Are people not liking your very pro union? Are they calling you a commie yet? Uh, I have been criticized by like one person for it, but but typically I get a lot of likes and or at least people just ignore it. To, was to that be the fair, bootlicker? Was the probably. guy who went after you the, the bootlicker who was like, no, they shouldn't have to put the grass on the field because I trust my ownership and they can do whatever they want. Is that Pro- that guy? Probably. Um, though somebody in the group did say they felt uncomfortable with the fact that I was celebrating the people in the submarine dying, which I actually thought was really funny. But <laughs> You got to watch the – yeah, you got to watch the uh, – eh. which there was a tweet that Pete sent to us that was awful. The um, everyone's talking about subs this summer with the oh, submarine and then Blacko. So well, so well done. It's been a bad. It's year. one of those jokes where you're like, oh yeah, it's been a bad year for subs. <laughs> uh, it was, it was one of those things where like, man, I that's so low hanging fruit, but it's also so creative. Well, I mean, <laughs> Tony, Tony Galifo. <laughs> Um, I, we're not going to talk about that. That is a non-podcast discussion. If you want to ask us about what meme we're talking about, please reach out to Brian and me on Instagram or text us. We will share that with you, but we will not talk about it on this show. Let's uh, animals. We have to get animals for Brian and Zach. Um, I'm going to do. Uh, Zach is a grizzly bear, and Brian is an old grizzly bear. <laughs> old grizzly bear. I love it. All right, let's do, let's rapid fire some uh, some ask Bam questions. Let's, let's do, it. do it. Jinx. Uh, start with Matt Morris two twenty. With this is a good question. With the growth of USL two women's leagues, what do you think will happen with WP WPSL and UWS? So writing for WPSL, I'm a freelancer, so I'm not like an employee or anything like that. Just watching the league closely over the last few years with my writing for them for three seasons and seeing the USL kind of surge and they're creating all these levels. I've talked to people who've started teams in the WPSL and what they've talked about is the longevity of the league. I I think USL is the very exciting product because they're offering you, hey, we're going to have multiple divisions. We're going to do a European calendar. We really like promotion and relegation. I was going to say they're going to have promotion relegation. I don't know if that's on the women's side, too. I know it's on the men's side. Right. I I think on the women's side, the USL is untested. And I've seen in the past, even on WPSL teams that have men and women's teams, sometimes the women's teams will get cut very easily whenever financial issues come up. So if – I think if the USL lasts – the, on the women's side, if their pro league goes on and they're and people are going to it, their S uh, the W league, the super league is the pro. The W league is like the the lower level, the amateur right. WPSL league. If though both of those leagues continue on for the next like, if the super league lasts like three or four years and things are going well and it's really grabbing hold, I, I think you're gonna. WPSL is going to shrink. And I also think yeah. the UWS could conti- completely go away because if USL can do this well, they've they've been around for the men for a long time. If they can give folks what they want on the women's soccer side, women's soccer fans, like 
I'll throw myself into it. They get more committed to their teams often than on the men's side, on men's yeah. sports. Um, it's not there's no flakiness. If you can get yeah. fans and you can help the league grow and give them an alternative to the NWSL, um, because they're going for tier one level, the super league they wanted to be competing. Um, I think you could take a lot of fans, and I think if you s- sustain it. I would probably say goodbye to WPSL and UWA. I think NWSL survives it because there's a lot of investment now. But I think uh, USL is going to give them a run for their money. Yeah, I think where the USL really can can get in there too is getting in some of the – obviously getting in markets that don't have NWSL teams either in come the market or, or nearby. Come to Charlotte. I was going to say there is there are a large – there is a large contingent of people I know in – Charlotte among like the Charlotte FC fan base who love women's soccer, who maybe have other teams that they root for or don't want to support, uh, you know, the courage given some of the stuff, some of the stuff that's happened up there and the fans, the fan base in Raleigh for both the courage and for in North Carolina FC. Uh, which is a men's USL team up there, are not the biggest fans of Charlotte in general. There's a decent-sized contingent of people up there that don't like Charlotte or Charlotte FC because Raleigh was also one of the markets rumored to an MLS team. And so they is that think, the same with the uproar of the NW? I don't think I haven't seen the NWSL fan unless there's you you know more. You're in the state. Uh, there's but. there's some uh, within. I don't know that uproar is officially anti, but there's some within that are not a uh, big fan because they think Charlotte stole the team and mm. that they were going to get an MLS and all that good stuff. But so because of that, there are some people here in Charlotte that don't want to support, you know, the courage for, you know, for those reasons, but would support a women's soccer team here in Charlotte. Yeah. Um, the USL it's a big city. It's a big city, and it's a city that, you know, I mean, Charlotte FC, for all the criticism of, you know, the way they've played on the pitch, is still, I believe, has the third highest attendance of any team in MLS. So it's people are still showing up. Now, when the newness wears off in a couple of years, will they still be? We'll see. Um that's a look at percentage two of tickets sold. Percentage two of how much capacity you have and the tickets that you get and the attendance you get. Even the lower level of Bank of America Stadium is bigger than lower.com field. Right. It's just huge. Those stadiums are gigantic. Uh, but anyway, I, I digress. I, yeah, I think that, yeah, continue. I, I just, I think, I think it could do well in a lot of places. I think there's a lot of places that love the sport that mm-hmm. either don't have an MLS club nearby or don't um or don't want to support you know i mean if you're in florida say you've got you know you've got obviously nwsl in orlando or if you're in georgia say you're in georgia what what nwsl team are you rooting for if you're in tennessee if you're in i don't know iowa maybe you're rooting for chicago but maybe not you know they're big cities without a team. And I think if the USL yeah. leveraged that, because USL has a team in Charlotte, right? There is a USL men's side. Yes. Yeah, we have so, the independents. 
so if you had someone invest in it, MLS is not fully cooked into the NWSL. So it's not like they have to support. Now, the one thing is with the men's side, you might have some MLS teams hesitant to support a USL team because there is a USL men's side and right. they're competing with the league. That could take some cities out of the running. But I think there are some places USL could still get a footprint. Like you said, there are places um, around there that could still bring a team in. It doesn't have to be Atlanta because you're not going to get much buy-in from Atlanta United for a USL women's team there. Um, that kind of makes it tricky because that came to my head. I'm like, well, then Columbus, are they going to get a USL team? Or even can you use this as a leveraging stick? Is this Super League going to be a leverage for cities that want an NWSL team? Like, hey, NWSL, I could get a Super League. I could get a USL team. Right. I could get something like that. But I think that'll come again. Matt, back to Matt's question. Um, I think the league has to survive uh, yeah, five or five years or so paying players, see how the players are treated, see how the what player caliber is going there. And then we'll talk about what happens to the lower league teams. Yeah, I think it's just too early to tell what's mm-hmm. going to happen to because we don't yeah. know yet what's going to happen with that league. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, also, Matt. Also from Matt Morris, uh, tapioca or rice pudding? Tapioca. I, neither. What are we seventy? Well, rice pudding is. I don't need like chunks in my pudding. I need a nice smooth pudding. Just give me like butterscotch. No, you have to get tapioca rice. This is not an ask. Your, do you want to do Lucille Bluth question of the day? We haven't used that flex in that in a while. <laughs> I don't understand the question and I won't answer it. <laughs> um, neither. I will answer the question. Neither. They're both gross. Um, Matt Morse also wants to know if we've seen Stargate SG1. And if so, do we like it? I've never watched Stargate. I have no inclination I, to watch Stargate. I watched I watched I watched it here and there a long time ago because it was on like USA or TNT or something like late at night and I think it's just like sure. It's I loved the, I love the movie Stargate. So I was like, "Oh, cool, there's a show. Maybe it's good." I liked what I saw, but I've never like taken the time to like sit down and watch the entire series and know the characters and know you know all that but not gonna go out of your way yeah i have no i have no answer for that i'm not i've not watched it um your animal is a um a meerkat Ooh, because you we don't like go back and forth a lot but every time we have a new show you always pop up pops up Real quick, and he asks questions. So, Meerkat, and you're really excited about the questions, and we love all your Ask Pam questions. Uh, Brian Lenoy, we've kind of addressed his other parts of this question, but what level of heat are you putting on your Taco Bell? If I do get I usually don't get a sauce. I like mine um, organic. I don't like to <laughs> – organic Taco Bell. I don't like to ruin it with sauce. Uh, I like to get it for what God intended it to taste like, which is all the same thing. Pretty much. Uh, if I'm going to choose, I'm picking fire sauce because I'm spicy. Yeah. I just licked my finger and then touched my my body and made the sizzle noise because you can't see that on an audio podcast. 
I, I can confirm. Yeah, and I can confirm the sizzle was real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going at least fire. Um, I think there's a level above fire. I don't go to Taco Bell very often. There might be. I don't know. I, 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 I'm the opposite. I put a lot of the Taco Bell hot sauce on everything there because that's, <laughs> I got to make it edible somehow. Well, I'm usually only getting it after a concert or a sporting event, AKA after I've drank. So, um, yeah, I'm not really going there with distinguished taste. I'm not writing like in like a, 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 a food review when I go to Taco Bell, put it that that's, way. That's fair. Uh, Homer, Homer Olson, good old Homer, uh, wants us to pick one. Would you rather have broccoli for arms or a salad for your head? Um, broccoli arms, because I need a brain, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like a salad for a head. Like, how are you eating, breathing? Unless you say like salad for le- like romaine lettuce for legs or broccoli for arms or celery for legs, broccoli for arms. How about that, Brian? Celery for legs or broccoli for arms? Um, I'd rather have use of my arms, I think. Because then you could sit down all the time. Yeah, I'll take celery legs. I'll take celery legs. Thank you for the question, Homer, that we improved. Plus, I like broccoli better than celery, so... And then you also like albino broccoli. Yes, cauliflower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totes. Um, the just that question makes me think of a Mitch Hedberg bit, where he's talking about it's the idea of not having like arms or legs, um, where he's like, you know, this I was watching this news story one time, and this woman was talking about, you know, they were like she doesn't have arms or legs, and she doesn't understand. You know, Susan doesn't understand the meaning of the word can't. And he's like, you know, that's sadder to me in a way. Like, not only does she not have arms or legs, but she doesn't understand simple contractions. <laughs> oh, Mitch Hebrick is great. Oh, that's great. Um, uh, Homer also wants to know Barbie or Oppenheimer? Um, Barbie. I haven't seen either yet. Um, I want to see. I want oh, to see both. Um, so I'm not gonna choose. I want to see both. So yes, I I'll pick Barbie. I, I think Oppenheimer. I'll, I'll eventually see it. Um, it's not that I'm anti, but I, the whole idea of trying to humanize and look at how you know upset he was for what he did for you know destroying generations of people. And you know, murdering, mass murdering in the military industrial complex. I'm making movie now. Oh well, he was so torn about it. Like I don't give a shit. Like that's still. You still did it, bro. Yeah, it still happened. Um, so I'll take the the mystery, the or the fantasy world of Barbie that uh, has a, a very different message than. Oh well, let's think differently about the guy who mass murdered people. Counter- so just the intent wise, Barbie. Sorry. Counterpoint full frontal male nudity in Oppenheimer. Killian Murphy, anybody? <sighs> he he's not bad on the eyes. That way. <laughs> I, was I would to... go I would go uh Baba Bonkers. Maybe sure. <laughs> Billy's Baba Bonkers. Uh I was hoping there'd be full frontal nudity in Barbie, but it would be like the um Alan Rickman <laughs> scene in Dogma. <laughs> 
Or like total plastic clean, nothing there. Or uh, like or like Team America World Police, where they they're just like smashing the puppets together because they uh, have genitalia. That would be funny. That would be funny. It would be a ridiculous funny, which I don't think Barbie was going for ridiculous funny. No, but it would be funny. Uh, Homer wants to know how excited we are for the new season of the of Big Brother to start starting tonight. I've never watched an episode of Big Brother in my life. There was a time in my life uh, when I was a big fan of the CBS uh, reality shows. Big Brother, Survivor, and The Amazing Race. Watched all three, every every episode, every week, DVR'd it. You know, I spent a lot of time with CBS reality shows. Um, and I haven't watched any of those three in years, so I have no idea if they're even the same. Um, but shout out to Julie Chen, because Julie Chen's great. I like Julie Chen. Um, was... Okay, and you were a big brother, so I think contractually you were obligated to watch it. And I read the book 1984 in high school. So Okay, a lot of parallels there. Yeah. Um, is that what... the last homework question? It is not. Oh, okay. Keep going. I got his name already. What are some recent TV shows we've been watching that you recommend? Well, we just had a whole pre-intro about the Righteous Gemstones. So I think Righteous Gemstones is there. Um, If you haven't watched it, uh, you're misbehaving. (laughs) Misbehaving? That's episode one. uh, That's season one type stuff right there. Brian, how about you just list, like, what new shows are you watching right now? (laughs) Running through the house with a pickle in my mouth. <laughs> Misbehaving. <laughs> that's that's such a good. I legitimately just put that song on sometimes. <laughs> it's on Spotify. Oh God, of course it is. Uh, what are some <laughs> new things you're watching? Um, I randomly decided I was going to start watching Dragon Ball Z re- okay. recently because. Okay. On Hulu, they've got like the abridged version that's much more watchable than like okay. I tried watching the original on like DVD and it, God, it's unwatchable. There's like nothing happens for like four episodes because they tried to, they were making the show at the same time they were making the comic in Japan or the manga, if you will. And so they had to drag out the show to keep it like, the same as how they were writing the and publishing the the book and so there's a ton of episodes there's just nothing but filler have Ugh. nothing to do with anything and it's pointless and so it's like unwatchable but some they basically in like 2010 did like a recut of the show and cut out most like almost all of the filler and it's i've, I've enjoyed that so far um we watched recently i don't know really my the only thing i've really been watching recently is like animal shows i'm really into like nature documentaries right now and animal shows so like our planet on netflix um we're really into we are now that um discover now that hbo max or max has all of like discovery stuff we've watched like planet earth and we've watched like some of those like really cool like so I'm really I'm really into into nature documentaries right now. So that the fact that we're picking animals for people, um, we tried to watch Shark Week. Have you ever actually watched Shark Week? No, it's at this point it seems like it's just internet hype. 
don't. It's trash. We tried to Alyssa and I this year. We were like, we're gonna get really like hell yeah, we're gonna watch Shark Week because it seems cool. We're watching a lot of nature documentaries and stuff. Like, we went to Target and we're like, what what can we come up with to make this like a themed party? Yeah, we we found like shark plates and a shark tablecloth and we got like goldfish crackers and gummy sharks and anything we could tangentially relate to the ocean. We're like crab rangoons and <laughs> just all kind of crap. And then we, we got about 20 minutes into one episode of one of the shows for shark week. And we're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was so bad. I'm sure there's cool stuff on there, but you got to dig to find it. So mm. shark Dang, week heard it here first. Shark week is a piece of piece of trash. Doesn't live up to the hype. Man. Um, our shows, we've been watching just a lot of like scripted stuff. I'd say we don't get into documentaries too much there. Um, we just finished Platonic on Apple Plus. It's really good. Okay. I enjoyed that one. Um, that's with Seth Rogen, and I cannot remember her name. Um, she was funnier than Seth Rogen. Uh, what's her name? Rose Byrne. Oh, Rose Byrne. Yeah. 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 So they play. Yeah, they used to be best friends, and then she grew up. He didn't really grow up, and then they reconnect. It's a pretty good show. It's funny. Seth Seth Rogen is a is a person that didn't really grow up. I'm shocked. I know. I know you are too. He, <laughs> that's it's really, really that's really out of uh, out of stretching his, out, his, of, out of his range. There, he's stretching his range. That's for sure. Uh, we finished. That was a one season thing, and it was really good. That's a great show to watch. Um, we're also watching After Party, which is another after, yeah, After Party, which is another Apple Plus show. Um, we've been getting a lot of Apple Plus shows. Uh, Righteous Gemstones, which is an HBO Max show, and I think, I think consistently that. Oh, we also watched The Crowded Room uh, with Tom Holland. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Uh, it was a drama. Uh, we won't ruin anything, but it was it was interesting. It kept our attention. We wanted to finish it, you know. Uh, we didn't just give up on it. We give up on a lot of shows. Uh, and then we watched... Uh, I started watching this Kevin Hart thing called Heart to Heart, where he has these comedians on. It's just... A th- it's just he taught... I know. It's a Peacock show. It's it's on streaming only. But there's one with Will Ferrell, and Will, anything Will Ferrell does, just like, he's he's just a funny dude. He like, Anything he sure. does, like... It's just... He's ridiculous in all of these public appearances and all that. But... I watched one with Pete Davidson, who was not as funny as Will Ferrell, but they talk about their favorite comedians, and they both really liked Sebastian Maniscalco. I've never watched him before, but I went to Netflix and I, I looked up his specials. Even folks who write about these specials and like entertainment writers, they put his special as the funniest stand-up special on Netflix, above you know, uh, above what's his, uh, Dave Chappelle, above. What's his name? Oh my gosh. I saw him live. I can't remember his name. He talks kind of like this. He was in rehab. What's his name? Uh, John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Thank you. Um, I, I'm surprised you didn't know faster with my dead on impersonation. Uh, but Sebastian Maniscalco was listed the number the worst, one. What's the thank worst you. John Mulaney I've heard? I, I pulled a random John Mulaney. I, I just said something like him the other night around my wife, and she was like, that sounded really like John Mulaney. <laughs> I mean, I love Big Mouth, and he's on Big Mouth, so. 
but Savannah, Sebastian Maniscalco, he has a really good special on there. Um, so yeah, that too, but we don't really, have, we're going to probably run the vault drive pretty quickly, pretty quickly. I want to see the new Tom Segura special on Netflix, but I haven't watched that yet. I'm a big, uh, big Tom Segura fan. See, his ones, like the high, the good ones are really good, but then he also has a lot of duds for me. For me, I, I don't need a comedian who has like one or two really good ones during a set. I need one that's consistently funny throughout because I will lose interest like that and I'm gone <laughs> and I'm out. I, I think he's hilarious. I don't know. I think he's pretty consistently funny, but you know, we all we all have our our uh, tastes. His book was actually really funny. He wrote a book too that was pretty good too. Oh, reading. What are you talking about? We're talking about TV shows here, buddy. I mean, I, I listen to well, I listen to it as an audiobook. Oh, that's that's better when a comedian does an audiobook. Um, but th- that's it. Well, yeah. Well, if you have any recommendations, that's not golf. My God, and golf then, and Big Brother. <sighs> yeah, and then I mean, obviously, with you know, sports are going to become more and more a part of our lives again. So that'll help, I think, with the. Uh, Obviously, MLS is creeping toward the playoffs, and then not that Charlotte Premier will be a part League. of it. Uh, we'll have yeah. Premier League. We'll have the NFL. We'll have college football. Florida State's actually going to be decent. I'm going to try and go to a game this year, an away game. Yeah, up in uh, Winston-Salem. Ooh, okay. Yeah, at Wake Forest. So we're going to try and get to a game. So, yeah, I mean. Easy tickets there. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the hope. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll have things to occupy our – our time and uh, eyeballs. You know, we'll, is that our last Homer question? Yes, that is the last Homer question. Uh, gopher. Because <laughs> of uh, Caddyshack, and he likes golf. And gophers. Uh, all right. Looks like the only person having fun in that movie is the gopher because everyone else has to play golf. Uh, no, I think they were having a lot of fun in that movie. I think. Uh, the amount they had co- to the amount of cocaine on that set probably oh, helped yeah. in the fun. Oh, for sure. It. I think Bill Murray was probably like paying his coworkers in cocaine. I mean, um, but you have to do drugs and do crazy stuff when you're playing golf because that's the only way you can enjoy it. That's fair. Between him and Chevy Chase and oh god, oh god, Rod- <laughs> the, the amount of drugs in that movie. Rodney Dangerfield was oh. I'm sure just boozed to death. I, you can look at him and like smell the alcohol through he's, the TV. He's so funny in that movie, though. It just reminds me of my childhood. Oh, I miss my dad. <laughs> uh, no respect, I tell you. Hey, no respect. No respect. Ladybugs. Shout out to Ladybugs. <laughs> of all the random. I guess that is a soccer movie. So, on that note, Thomas, I think that's all the questions. Did I miss anybody? Uh, real organized nah. show we have here. Yeah, well, we're good. If we didn't, if we didn't get to your question, it wasn't good enough anyway. Hell yeah, because uh, your question was trash. So hey, we uh, we appreciate you taking the time every week to listen to the Brian and Me podcast. It's always greatly appreciated. Um, please tell your friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, random people that you meet on the street. Uh, anybody that you want to tell about the show, unused black co subs. <laughs> well, that's all of them. 
Um, so yeah, I guess everyone on the bench at the U S women's national team, uh, tell them if they want to come on the show and air some dirty laundry about black co after the fact, we're, we're happy to listen. Um, as a matter of fact, start tweeting at them tea time or Xing at them. I don't know what the, we'll be like MLS gone wild and be thirst trap, like adding the players, please come on our show. Please come on our show. I'm not that Um, thirsty unless I've been drinking a lot. Sarah Spain did come on the show, and I only asked her once. So there it is. People's DMs. So you know, speaking of DMs, you can interact with us on uh, social media at Bryant and Me. We're on uh, Instagram. We're on uh, Threads. If if you let's just not even. Let's just do Instagram from now on. Just don't even. We're we're not doing shit on threads. We're not doing nothing on threads. We're not on uh, X. Brian, he's not really big on X. Um, Mm -hmm. X X is not, in fact, going to give it to you. That all my exes live in Texas, and that's why I live in Tennessee. That's why you hang your hat there, but that's fair. Um, You can follow Thomas on X. He is at one Thomas Costello on both X. And on uh, Instagram, uh, be on the lookout. I hate it so much. I'm sorry. Be be on the lookout for all the cool things that uh, that Thomas is out there writing, covering uh, Ohio State women's basketball as that gets heated up. Mm. Um, And also uh, WPSL, Columbus uh, Sports Commission. Sports Commission. I was trying to say Chamber of Commerce, and I was like, no, it's not the Chamber of Commerce. You're not a right wing (laughs) shithead. a shithead, maybe, but not a right wing one. Uh, Hell yes. You, you can follow me. I'm at Pickle Chip on Instagram. Mm. I don't get involved in all that X or uh, thread stuff. I don't, uh, you could stay off my lawn. Um, <laughs> please, uh, please take care of yourselves. Please take care of each other. Uh, please take care of your mental health as well. Uh, when is when is voting? Uh, for August eighth. August eighth. We're gonna 8th. vote no. And you can vote early every day until August 8th. Your votes count double on August 5th. So go and vote every day. um, (laughs) Vote early, vote often. Uh, Vote no. That's all. I don't care. Vote multiple times, but every time has to be no. If you vote yes, if you vote no and yes, but vote no first, uh, the yes isn't voter fraud. And if you vote multiple times, just check off the box that you're Republican. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, vote no August 8th. By August 8th. Vote, go ahead and vote no now. Mm-hmm. Don't, try, don't try and get there on August 8th. There's going to be bullshit. There's going to be shenanigans. There's going to be right-wing shitheads at the polls trying to intimidate people, probably. Um, guys, even the Libertarian Party of Ohio... Oh my uh, gosh! Wants you to vote no on this. If, if we can get everybody to agree with the libertarians on something, you're probably I think world peace is would issue one might bring along world peace. This this is what's going to bring us all together as a country, um, yeah. or get people to move when it passes. Um, <laughs> Western PA looks awfully appealing to me. <laughs> I will move to Western PA, closer to my family or closer to the family. Yeah, I, I I think that might be the one time I can finally convince Amy, like, hey, maybe we should really seriously look into this as an option. 
Come on down to come on down to North Carolina. Charlotte's lovely. God, it's so it's already gonna be hot up here like it is in Charlotte with the future. I need to go further north, man. I can't be going can't be going south. You think Canada's taking people? If I was Trudeau, I'd be like, Psh, get out of here. <laughs> no, you're not allowed. You ruined you ruined your country. You're not ruining ours too. Um <laughs> on that note, guys, we love every single one of you. We hope you have a great week. We hope uh the women's national team can get it together let's bring it home it's it's not coming home uh for england it's coming home to the united states of america usa all the way all the way yeah oh my gosh jinxies um brian i have to take time to just say um how great of a guy you are and how i value the time we get to talk to each other even though i'm really bad at interrupting on the virtual world, I try my best to not. I'm sorry I interrupt you a lot. I, I I love the conversations that we have. And I haven't been posting these episodes for a year. So I've actually just been hanging out with you for a year. And I haven't posted any of these episodes. No one's heard any of them. That's, I mean, we'll keep doing them. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. It's a date. <laughs> hey, hey now. Hot date alert. Hot date alert over here. Yeah. Um, oh wait, I just checked. Yes, we did post every episode. No one's listened. That I always flipped it. I always flip it. <laughs> or as uh, Gene Wilder said in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, strike that, reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a partial. I'm partially deaf in this year. Next time, speak louder. <sighs> well, if you're not deaf at this point in our show, <laughs> then you weren't listening. Thanks everybody for being on the show. Adios. Our feet are same. Good night. <laughs> Parting is such sweet sorrow. The sun has gone to bed and so must I. Fuck you Nazis. We'll beat you with singing. (laughs) Too many Nazis in that one for me.